Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. So last week's episode was about exploring masculinity and getting to understand that it's not only bound to males. And one listener did write in with their take on masculinity. So let me read to you what they wrote. You do make some good points that it kind of feels like men have a certain level of expectation that they have to live up to, demonstrating a high amount of strength and toughness to be accepted by other men. But you forgot to mention how women see men, judging their masculinity, which is also something that affects how men behave. To be found attractive, the more masculine a man is, the better chance they have at attracting women. That tough man persona can give off a sense that a woman can feel safe with them. And if a woman sees a man as less masculine, it's almost like they're unworthy. So that can affect the man's confidence because they'll question what's wrong with them. You know, that is a great point that I forgot to consider. It can almost feel in a way emasculating if a woman does see it in that type of manner. Because it's almost as if our purpose is mainly just to protect them. And we as men also have the need to be accepted cared for and loved for for just for who we are and not just what we can do but hopefully we can get past this type of way men are viewed and how men view themselves that men also should be able to find masculine women attractive because it signals their ability to take care of themselves and, and being independent so it goes both ways for men to be accepted for who they are and not just for their masculinity They must also be willing to not feel threatened by a strong and powerful woman who display this type of characteristics. And this leads us into today's episode, which is related to being accepting of who we are and of others. So today's topic is about exploring femininity. That it's not just defined as characteristics of a woman. The common words associated with it are passive, tender, empathy, and patience. From a toxic form of masculinity, this can be seen as being a pushover, that the wolves will have their way with the person who is more inclined to be this way. But these characteristics provide unique assets that help us slow down and not to be so driven by our emotions to act right away. These are great traits to have when it comes to unifying people in situations where there's disagreements about hearing each side and what they want to convey. So a trait like being passive allows somebody to just sit there and listen to what's being said instead of trying to figure out a rebuttal for it. Or being tender to somebody allows trust to be built between both sides, especially in a situation where somebody's been hurt. If you think of a profession like nursing, they're treating patients who are probably going through some sort of pain, and that tenderness allows them to earn that trust so the nurses can actually help the patients out. Or having the willingness to be patient with things can be the difference in seeing things through. Where in that masculine type of form, a common trait is to want things done right now, but the feminine side allows us to see beyond right now. So taking the route of an entrepreneur requires a high level of patience, which is really going to benefit those that are willing to stick with it. And this is where the feminine side helps to bring that out. Femininity can be seen as free to be yourself, to just let things flow, not bound to a certain set of stringent expectations, to just take things in 
and enjoy and appreciate all the things around you. It is taking the time to notice the details so we can comprehend how marvelous our experiences can be. If you take something as simple as eating, it can be done in a really fast manner or while working, watching TV or being on the phone where we just see food that we're consuming as energy to fuel our body. And the quicker that we eat it, there's probably a higher chance that we're not going to enjoy it as much. Or that being distracted by something else when you're on your phone, it takes your attention away from savoring that opportunity you get to eat the foods that you're afforded. But if you take the time to slow down your eating habits and allow yourself to truly take in the flavor of all these foods that you're eating, it gives you a better chance to let yourself fully experience what you're going through. It gives your mind the ability to process things so it becomes a lot more memorable. And femininity helps us to slow things down and realize all these wonderful things that we get to be a part of. There are times in the hectic lives that we live where there's so many things to get done or that you're involved with. It feels like we're going from one thing to another without the ability to catch our breath and process what we're going through. So it just becomes about staying afloat. When that does happen, there's a higher tendency to not really enjoy the process where we're only focused on the results of what we're doing. So that femininity helps us to get out of that negativity that we may fall into at times because at its very core, it's about being free. And this helps us to free ourselves from being trapped into limiting beliefs where mistakes are made or where we've had embarrassing moments. We have the patience and empathy for ourselves to say, you know what? I can forgive myself for that. That was just a moment in time that was not my best, and I can move past it for the better. That we avoid dwelling on how others view us, but instead focus that energy on taking care of ourselves. When we can cultivate and nurture this side that we all have, we're able to set aside our egos and be willing to embrace new things to learn and grow. The ego doesn't want that. It wants to feel good all the time, to feel validated. It tells us that. I already knew that. I don't need to learn anymore because I'm already great. So the ego is insecure about willing to open up about things that they're not comfortable with. Femininity allows us to move past that want to resist so we can open up our eyes and see what's happening, listening to what's going on and opening our minds to what is possible. It is an asset that can transcend us into new chapters in our lives. The first step in solving the problems that we all face is first acknowledging that we have one, and then we can be more willing to find solutions on how to overcome it. We're the ability to recognize and say, you know what, I need to figure this out, and I might need some help. This gives us the the opportunity to be honest with ourselves without destroying the confidence we have in what we can do. The price of not feeling free is that everything weighs you down, and it's going to show in your demeanor and how you carry yourself. It really just limits you in every way because that mental block is distracting you from what's really important to you. In that state of trying to resist things, there's tension because if you think about it in a physical form, when you're tense, your jaw might be clenched, your hands might form a fist instead of them being hung loose, and this can cause your back to become tight. So this affects your mind where it becomes tight as well trying to fend off anything that is seen as threatening. In going at problems with this type of manner, it restricts our ability to overcome them 
because of our inability to adapt. Being adaptable allows us to modify things to make them fit. If we look at a great company such as Coca-Cola, who has such a massive brand recognition worldwide, they have had some mishaps throughout their history. And in the heated competition with Pepsi, Coca-Cola changed their formula to come up with new Coke. And this led to decline in sales, but they had enough awareness and willingness to say, you know what, we were wrong. And they actually went back to the old formula to make their customers happy. Their ability to be objective and adaptable is what allowed them to continue to be a great company. Sometimes you realize, hey, we just made a mistake. There is a tendency for women to be more willing to listen and accept feedback more so than men. I came across an interesting article where Kevin O'Leary, one of the Shark Tank investors, made a comment that 75% of his best investments have come from CEOs that are women. And he cited that women tend to be willing to listen to their customers and employees and let the best ideas lead the way instead of needing to feel validated that it comes from them. Many of these women are mothers, so they have been accustomed to listening to their kids' needs and instead of just forcing things upon them. He also has said that men tend to overestimate their abilities and come up short, but women tend to underestimate their abilities but overdeliver. I found this a little surprising, but not so much at the same time. And there's a little bit more ego involved with men, so it's understandable why these high expectations that men might have can be a reason why they fall short. They might be unreasonable in the short term. So just like women can be masculine, men can also be feminine. We can make this more accepting amongst men to embrace that that soft side. This starts off from the inside being willing to recognize those soft areas. But what's considered soft amongst men is actually seen as a bad thing. I remember there was a term growing up where if somebody called you soft, that was a big insult to your manhood, to say you're not tough enough. And what's the common things when we think about that are soft? They tend to be teddy bears, pillows, and marshmallows. But you know what's interesting about all these things is that they're actually resilient. I don't want to say that they can take a beating, but they can handle more stress on them, and they're still the same. If you actually think about all these soft things, they actually all go back to their state of being. So if you make an indent in the marshmallow with your finger, it does have a little bit of ability to go back to its full form. The same for a pillow, or the same for a teddy bear. And at the same time, all these things provide comfort to whoever needs it. So that marshmallow is soft and chewy, but it's also tasty. That pillow is comforting where we can lay our heads and recover from a long, hard day. Or that teddy bear can just provide that comfort of when we were kids, that it was like our go-to toy or go-to friend that helped us feel good. That things that are soft do not command respect, but what they offer is a place of refuge, which is why we go to a place of comfort when we're feeling down. Mothers are really good at comforting their children in their time of need. And somewhere along the line, we each need to learn how to fend for ourselves to be independent. But we got to remember, we need a place to retreat and gather ourselves. And this is where that femininity kicks in. One misconception is as we grow to be independent, it does not mean that we are alone, that we're not allowed to seek help. 
It just means that that soft side we all have is there to point out it is time to let go and let things flow, that that masculine side is not helping at this time, and it is a chance to reevaluate so we do not burn ourselves out. Having the ability to know when to pivot, to take some time off, is crucial to be able to live in the state to be free. That the more the struggle feels like it's restricting, that is when things get tighter and a good thing to do in a moment like this is to let loose and be nimble so you can maneuver your way out. It conserves your energy so you're not too tired to think your way out of things. This allows you to see the big picture so you're not taking shortcuts that's going to compromise what you're striving for. This is an asset that we must learn how to use because they're going to come many times throughout our lives where self-doubt comes in and this softer touch is going to help us not get so down on ourselves but be patient enough to work through those growing pains that we're all going to experience. So while there is a time to challenge ourselves and hold ourselves accountable for what we're doing, and this can come when we're falling short of what we're pursuing, to preserve that self-confidence, that would be a great time to offer some praise for what you did well instead of looking for excuses or for being too hard on yourself. I'm sure we've experienced or seen somebody else go through a situation where what they've done, or their best is never good enough. That the want for more is out of wanting to grow and be better, but that constant form of chasing those high expectations can damage a person's self-worth, constantly needing approval that they're good enough. So if being successful means only when you reach a certain outcome, then you measure yourself based on that. And this can feel extremely daunting, where it takes the joy out of the pursuit that we're in. And being in that type of mindset, it's almost as if fear is the driver for why we do everything. That if I don't live up to a certain set of expectations, then I feel all those around me and myself. Then it becomes about blaming oneself for not doing everything within their control to make others happy. If we take a look at high-performing athletes or positions that have great power over the masses, such as roles that directly affect the performance of a company, they are under constant amount of pressure, living up to a certain amount of masculinity. So if an athlete makes a big mistake at a pivotal part of the game that leads to their team losing, or a CEO of a company made a poor decision that generates a big revenue loss, the natural reaction is that of disappointment. They're already holding themselves accountable for giving their best. But when people start to pile on and bash them to the point where it's insulting them as human beings, it really serves no purpose. This just feeds more into that results are the only thing that matters. And it doesn't matter how it gets done, but it must get done. It's almost as if it's a win at all costs type of mentality. From the outside, people might say, well, who cares how they feel? They're making a massive amount of money to live comfortably. But does that really make up for their self-worth being attached to their shortcomings at certain times? That some athletes known for their big blunder, yet they've probably done many things to help their team win? If we stop and put ourselves in their shoes, we might understand just how much constant pressure there is to do everything right. It's easy to be a critic, to second guess when things go wrong, but it takes a lot of courage to be in that position that directly affects the outcome. For those that have to deal with that type of high expectation, 
Many of them will do it because they're able to use that softer side to navigate their way through it. It's really admirable during these post-game interviews. I'm always interested to see what the losing team has to say. And when they're able to own up to what happened or just acknowledge that they came up short, this helps to move on from coming up short in a way. For someone to say, I just wasn't good enough today. Maybe I could do this better next time or do this differently going forward. This can help them and others move forward from that experience, learning from it and not dwelling on what could have been or should have been. It's not that you forget what happened, but you're not constantly living in the past. I think for men to be more accepting of their feminine side, it actually needs to be displayed by those that they look up to. That a father being there for their son when they just came up short and just having that comfort and support of saying, son, that's okay. That no matter if you achieve what you set out for yourself or not, it doesn't mean I think any less of you. That a father's approval is not dependent on their son reaching a certain outcome. To say, I'm here for you if you ever just want to talk about how you're feeling right now or how you want to bounce back from this. This can ease some of that pain that they might be going through and it helps to promote patience and empathy so they can be free and let go of the things that hurt. This helps to tear down those walls that we might put up to protect ourselves against being seen as weak in a sense. I can still remember one particular game when I played Little League football. We just lost and my obvious reaction to the game was I was all upset. And my dad kind of in a confrontational way tells me, why are you getting mad for? And this only infuriated me that he was coming from a place of you need to be stoic, that no matter what situation you're in, you can't show any emotion. Instead, what I probably needed in a moment like this was him offering his support and willing to listen to what went right, what went wrong in the game, so I can process it in a better manner and not just have that angry face on. So that masculine side is what came out and it didn't help much. And instead, what was needed in a moment like this was that feminine side to help me work through things. One thing we got to remember as we're promoting this femininity that we all have, it's going to be important to find that balance that best empowers us. There's definitely going to be those times where that softer side is needed to help us through some difficult moments. But there's also times that we're just going to have to, in a sense, not put too much thought into some of the pain or discomfort that we may be going through as it can cause us to dwell on things. I can remember many situations where I worked with someone who came off as very masculine and, and dominant to show how significant they were, which signals some insecurities. And these insecurities would show up in, you know, many everyday things. So in front of other employees that he led, he came off as very, what I say is as goes. But then at the same time, if you were to have a debate in a very healthy sense, where if you challenged him from a logical standpoint, he became very sensitive about it. And that caused him to dwell on things. Almost to the point where the person took it very personal and would wonder if he did something to merit that. It was very difficult for this person to get past the emotional part of being in a dispute that does not involve yelling. 
This would lead to, instead of focusing on the content, the topic that we were discussing, trying to resolve it, this person was more concerned about how they felt at that moment that maybe they felt insignificant because they got their their jollies from others following what he said. So this is a case where that feminine side was not helping the person to get past some of those issues that that they were facing because he probably didn't develop that side enough. Instead, it could be used to leverage to say, you know what, I feel in these discussions that I'm being attacked, but maybe I need to consider something beyond that. To be able to have that wherewithal to say, being challenged does make me feel bad a little bit because it makes me doubt my viewpoint. That softer side can help with patience to eventually get a little bit better acclimated to being in a situation where there are opposing sides. To redirect that want to defend what seems like, you know, you're being attacked and use it to stop and truly listen to the opposing side. This is such a, an important skill to have that can truly help us understand ourselves and others better. That the instinct is when people do not agree with us or see things in the manner that we do, there's a tendency to reject them, almost to say they're invalid based on the idea that we don't see things in the same way. But there's such power in having different viewpoints because it means that it challenges our own thinking to help us learn and grow. And this is such a big part of where femininity can be such an asset to help us look past that want to make us feel good and to help us break free from limitations. That we become open-minded about opposing ideas and ways of approaching things. In one interview, Steve Jobs, who co-founded Apple, talked about managing people. And he says how at the very core, Apple is a very collaborative company. So the person who interviewed Steve Jobs asked him, are people willing to tell you that you're wrong? And he laughs and he says, of course. But he reframes it as having wonderful arguments because it gives the ability to work through things from those different viewpoints to to come up with great solutions. And Steve goes on to say that he does not win all the arguments, that you can't win them all. That if you want to hire great people and have them stay there, you have to let them make a lot of the decisions. That you have to be run by ideas and not hierarchy. That the best ideas have to win. Otherwise, those great people are not going to stay. And this only emphasizes that not just masculinity is what effectively leads the way, but having that femininity to be able to balance out those times of, I need to listen. I need to see where others are coming from. How can I help them or them help me? So at the core, what femininity gives you is is the ability to be free, to break from limitations that you or others might put on you, to break free from a certain set of rigid rules or expectations, free to be who you are with all your quirkiness and unevenness, to give yourself the time to process some of that hurt and pain that you might be going through, but also to savor all the little things that add up to joyful experiences. Give yourself the ability to take a step back and evaluate things. Embrace your femininity because it's not only bound to women, that men can have that softer side and not be looked down upon. Let's be more kind and understanding to each other so we can live free. 
I would really like it if anybody wants to share their thoughts on what femininity means to them. Well, it's that time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more topics like this, become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource to help you work through things and come out better for it so you can thrive. All right, until next time. Thank you.